He's Henry Gomez, an ad agency strategist with 28 years of experience. And he's Howard Ibach, a former copywriter and creative director and the author of two books on the creative brief. And together, we're the Brief Brothers. And we like talking about creative briefs, briefing, and advertising. We're back with another episode, Howard. And today, I thought that we'd talk about a video I came across on YouTube. It's a video by a strategist and strategy um, mentor, strategy teacher uh, named Julian Cole. Um, one of a we want to get we want to get on our show. Yes, we uh, have a pending conversation with with Julian. He has agreed to come on the show. We just haven't ironed out the details of when. I believe he's living in Portugal now. So there's a little bit of a timing issue and he was sick the last time we tried to, uh, to get together with him, but he's, uh, you know, he's well known, uh, in LinkedIn and in strategy circles as being a strategy trainer, uh, strategy mentor, and, um, he has a lot of great content that he gives away for free, frankly, on his YouTube channel, um, and has something called the, uh, strategy finishing school. And I found this great video that kind of touches on a topic that we've talked about directly and indirectly a lot uh, over the three years of the podcast. And that is the difference between a marketing brief and a creative brief. And I think in five minutes, he basically, you know, calls it out. And so we're going to spend 15 minutes talking about what <laughs> Julian was, was able to, to properly dissect in five minutes. But I, I think we, we have the luxury of like batting back and forth a little bit and, and also going a little bit in depth. So I don't think we're going to play the whole video, but what we'll do is we'll provide the link so that all of our viewers can go and watch the video. It's very much worth watching the entire five minutes or so. Um, but he does it's interesting because what he's talking about is the essentially what our friends Matt Davies and Peter Pond von Wheeler have based their training on for the betterbrief.com uh, website and the, the research that they did on the yawning gap in perception between marketers who write a brief and the agencies who receive the brief. But Julian is talking, and, and what, what Matt and Peter Paul are training around is how to write a better marketing brief. And what Julian is saying is, well, there is the marketing brief and there's the creative brief. What I found fascinating is when I do training for my workshops, marketers want to know how to write a creative brief. They're not interested in writing a marketing brief. They don't call me up and say, Howard, teach me how to write a marketing brief. They say, teach me how to write a creative brief. Many, not most, have in-house ad agencies. They almost, sometimes it's an in-house agency as well as an outside creative partner. Sometimes it's just an outside creative department. Sometimes it's not an in-house agency, it's just a creative department. So I get a big mix. Nevertheless, they're saying, teach me how to write a creative brief. Yeah. So one of the things I found fascinating by Julian's discussion was what he thinks a creative brief needs to contain and what a marketing brief needs to contain. So I'm going to like, I'll let you, because uh, you watched it just recently. Why don't you just do a, like a quick synopsis of what he thinks goes into each one? Sure. I'm going to do that. But first I want to address, I, I think you're right. I think, you know, your, your workshop clients have a range of arrangements, right? Some of them might be writing creative briefs. They don't have an, an agency, but they have, 
freelancers that do work for them, or they have an agency, but it's a small agency that doesn't necessarily have a strategy department. And so, you know, it could have copywriters and art directors and stuff, but they need that strategic guidance. Others, as you say, might have an in-house agency and the client himself is basically the strategist. Um, for other clients, if clients have a full service agency that has a strategist working on them, I think the benefit, there's still a benefit to taking one of your workshops, which is by knowing how to write a good creative brief, you can also evaluate a creative brief and understand and understand the challenges of, of writing a creative brief. Now, what Julian calls out in his video, and it's really two things. One is who are who is the audience of the brief? that we're talking about and from whose point of view is the brief written. So the marketing brief, the audience is, is not the, the uh, creatives within the ad agency. Right. Um, he talks about the finance department, internal stakeholders. Um, he talks about the ad agency, but not necessarily the creatives within the ad agency. So, when he says the ad agency, the audience is typically the account team and the strategist who are then going to take that input and generate a creative brief along with other input, okay? And, that, and so the creative briefs audience is really only one. And those are the creatives who are actually going to ideate and come up with the advertising ideas. Right. Um, and so two different audiences that require two different uh, amount types of and quantities of information. If you're trying to get money from the finance department to fund a multi-million dollar marketing campaign, you're going to have to have business projections. You're going to have to have uh, a lot of talk about pricing strategy. You're going to, all of these things that are not relevant at all to advertising agency creatives or cre creatives who are producing the end advertising. As Julian mentioned, the marketing brief really relates to all of the four P's. The creative brief really refers only to the advertising part of the promotion P in marketing. So it's a lot narrower. Um, the other thing that he talks about is the point of view. The point of view for a marketing brief is the company's point of view. These right. are our competitors. This is uh, what's going on in the marketplace. This is how much growth we'd like to achieve. The, the point of view also, of, but also, but also the customer it's the customer is still part of that. It's in there, but it's not as, it's not it's as not the precise, primary focus. It's not as pre precise and narrow, right? The, mm. the creative brief really focuses on what are, it is for the company, but it's what's stopping these consumers from, doing what we want them to do. Right. And so, and, and how can communication help to alleviate this problem? Okay. Right. Because there's things we can do with regard to pricing and distribution or whatever, but in the specific case of the creative brief, it's like, okay, this is, what is the message that we need to, what do we need to convince them of? And so it's, it's a, it, it takes more into account like uh, consumer research creating that target description that lets you understand really what the problem is, what the barrier between the product or the brand and the consumer is. And so it's a, it's a lot more focused now in the video, he, uh, and I'm pretty sure that for him, this is an exercise like we do, like from outside trying to determine 
what was going on inside. And he gives an example of what, a, you know, like some bullet points on what a marketing brief for Adidas might be. Um, and then what the creative brief for a specific piece of work, which she shows in the video, um, might have been. And how these two briefs both answer the, you know, could conceivably be for this project. But the one came before, right? The marketing brief comes before. He also talks about that. You know, you, you hit your marketing brief first. And then you, in that marketing brief, you realize that you need advertising. And then you create your creative you write your creative brief so um all in all i i think it's a it's a very informative video i think it's the the reminder to clients is your internal brief tends to lean tends to be regardless of what you call it tends to be of the marketing variety yeah and and the agency brief that they write internally is a creative brief that's intended for creatives that's going to by definition, have a lot less stuff in it. I would say that there, there are a couple of things that I really, what made me smile when I was listening to what Julian was saying. I would see if I can, I've got a little checklist in my head, but, but if I could summarize his point, the marketing brief is about facts. The creative brief is about feelings. Now that's, it, there's more to it than just that. But if I were to, to try to summarize it as simply as I could, that would be one way to describe it. I love the fact that he said that the creative brief for the creatives is from the point of view of the customer. I've said for a very, very long time that the creative brief could be perceived as or seen as a letter written from the customer to the creative department. As if they were saying, this is who I am. This is the problem that I'm facing. This is what I think now, because there was an implicit uh, tension point in his explanation of the brief. You know, what's, what are the, who are we talking to and what's the thing that's stopping them from trying or using or embracing our brand? So that's kind of a, what do they think now? What would we like them to think? Point of tension, uh, the shift, which we like in, in, in many creative briefs. So I like that he, he, he pointed that out. So it's like a communication, a letter from the customer to the creatives to say, this is how I want you to address me if you want me to become a brand follower, a brand advocate. And I love the way, you know, your description of how you write a, a description of the customer, of trying to create a word picture that the creatives can put on like a costume and see the world through the customer's eyes, fits so nicely with what Julian was describing. And the last thing I just want to point out, which kind of made me chuckle, I don't know if you, if you noticed this or not, but in his creative brief description of what needs to be in a brief, there was no budget. The budget was part of the marketing brief, but it was not part of the creative brief. Now, I, I'm not going to take him literally on that one. You and I have had this discussion, and I understand your point of view, but I chuckled when I said, oh, there's no budget here for the creatives, because creatives know that, yeah, yeah, I know what the, the budget is, is really about how to execute. It's not about coming up with the idea, but I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> the, 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 one caution, the one caution I would recommend regarding the consumer point of view in a creative brief is that while the creative brief is consumer centric and it's about what we need to communicate in order to get consumers to act the way we want them to, that doesn't mean that the consumer himself has the answer. So right. I, I, I like to say, sometimes we know stuff about consumers that consumers don't even know about themselves. And so um, typically um, you know, and, and what I'm trying to do is prevent the, this idea of they're going to tell you in a focus group, 
that's not the way it works. You go to the right. focus group to get information and background information, and hopefully a light bulb goes off in your head at some point and says, oh, it's because of this other thing that they're not doing it. And and it very rarely, and I always joke, I say, you're never going to get a, a focus group respondent turn to the mirror that's the one-way glass and say, the insight is blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Because they don't, they, they don't think in those terms. You know, I think we're a, supposed to think in those terms. I think a great example of that is our conversation or my conversation with Sarah Walker Hall. When she decided, I need to know more about this. I'm taking my camera to the mall and I'm going to talk to men, ask them if I can take pictures of their shoes. And in her conversations with these men, they were like, oh, don't take a picture of my shoes. My shoes don't terrible. I, you know, this isn't my everyday shoe, blah, blah, blah. And from that, it was like a mini focus group for her that addressed precisely what you're saying. They didn't say to her what she needed to know. She connected dots and came up with an insight. Exactly. So I love, it's pride of authorship. I love my little analogy that it's, a creative brief is like a letter from the customer to the creatives, but I recognize it's not a perfect analogy because your point is absolutely true. Customers don't know what it is that they want sometimes, most of the so, time. Yeah. They're not thinking but, on the level that we are about no. the barriers to brand adoption or what, or switching or whatever it is. But what I do like about this idea that it's like a letter is that it's getting to walk a mile in my shoes, please. You can't sell me something if you don't understand what my my point of view is. And that's why the creative brief needs to be more about who am I? What is this thing? And we've talked before about the difference between a true description of the customer and a persona. A persona can be a collection of tidbits that add up to nothing. Whereas a true description of a like the like the NyQuil, the NyQuil created brief from, from Leo Burnett, where it's just describing a cold sufferer really puts you in the mindset of what a sufferer goes through. Plus, one of the things that I, when I do teach workshops, which is very infrequently, is, you know, copy and paste is your friend. And once you have, you might have a target description, which is wide ranging and goes in a lot of different directions. It might be a persona or whatever. But once you've isolated and you know that you have a good insight and single-minded proposition that's a winner you can go back and shave off the parts of that target description that aren't leading you toward that you know down the yellow brick road because they're not relevant anymore they might have been relevant before you came up with your single-minded proposition but now that you know where you're going you know where to add emphasis and where to remove it's like okay that part was interesting but it ended up not yielding the single-minded proposition so that's a, a kind of a testament to the iterative process of writing the brief editing going back making sure that each section is building up to the single-minded proposition and that everything is there that needs to be and nothing is there that doesn't need to be. Now, I think it's going to be interesting I, I, when Julian comes on and I think it'll be imminent um, to ask him more about this topic, about marketing briefs and, and creative briefs. I want to ask him specifically about having creative briefs that are not approved by clients. And also we can ask him about budgets and the fact that he didn't <laughs> include budgets, but as a, as a practical matter, when is a budget number appropriate to mention either in a brief or at least at a briefing, right? Like to say, Hey, right. this is how much money we have because we've already been told by the client how much money we have. 
Right. I think the other thing that I'd like to ask Julian, because I, I don't think he overlooked it. It's just in his little video, he didn't have time to include it. And that is something that you just touched on, the iterative process. What he didn't really mention was none of the briefs that he's talking about, whether it's a marketing brief or especially the creative brief, is going to be something you get to with one draft. You've got to really focus on the writing that goes into it, the editing and the revising and going back and polishing it. It's something we talked about from our first episode three years ago. We've come back to it many, many times. We can't emphasize it enough. This is a writerly document. Um, all the more reason why I teach co collaboration, like having a writing buddy or maybe workshopping the brief, you constantly check in with your creative director. So it's not the same kind of thing as having a writing buddy, but it's a collaborative process. You're getting feedback from the people who matter most. So. Julian didn't mention that. I'm sure he would, but just I just want to make it sure to be it was, reminded. To be fair, it wasn't in the scope of the video, but no, no. Uh, and he has other videos on how to write briefs. And and like I said, he's got a whole business called Strategy Finishing School. Got to give a plug for that since we right, right. all his topic for our episode. Right. But um, you know, I, don't know. It. I, I think it's uh, good stuff, Howard. I think so, too. Good stuff, Henry. He's Howard Ibach. And he's Henry Gomez. And together, we are the Brief Brothers. Till next time. Bye-bye. Ah.